Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Static Shock Podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 128, Future Shock and She Back. Hi, pals. We're back once again. I'm Al. I'm Maggie. And uh, season four of Static. Yep, here we are. The final season. Yep. Uh, I was uh, a little Real. disappointed they didn't change the song again. Not uh-huh. not because I don't like the song, just because I, I figured it would uh, torture you in a new and terrible well, way. They said they set a precedent at this point, you know? Like, new song, yeah. new song, new song, same song. Mm-hmm. Well, Lil Romeo showed up, and he's like... Uh, Yo, I want you to keep my song. And they're like, okay, Lil Romeo. Mm-hmm. You got it, Lil Romeo. I don't huh? remember how he talks, but he was a rapper in the early 2000s, so he probably said yo, right? Like, mm-hmm. He's so little. Yeah. he's Well, he's no, he's Lil, Maggie. Oh, excuse me. He's so Lil. I When I was a kid, that bothered me so much. I was like, mm-hmm. No, that's not. That doesn't mean the same thing. It's a different word. Mm-hmm. Lil. What are you doing? Yeah. Words mean things. Lil Archie. What does that mean? And now I'm just like, nothing means anything. Whatever. Yeah, no, it's all meaningless. It yeah. doesn't matter. It don't matter. None of it, this matters. None of this fucking matters. Yeah. Also, uh, they kicked off with something that like we would have been thrilled about, and now it's like, oh, cool, another one of these. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what is this, the the sixth or seventh time they've uh, crossed Static over with uh, one of the other DC shows? I think so, yeah. And look, I love it every time. I'm not yeah. complaining. I'm just saying at this point, it's like, oh, yeah. It's been it's been five episodes. It's about time for one of these. I, I could definitely see at this point they're just like, well fucking do crossovers like they they get the they get eyes on the tv you know i mean that's probably true it worked like it works god knows yeah if someone was super into batman beyond hey Mm -hmm. you got this and you got uh, the whole zeta project spinning off uh, which we have to watch next oh boy i have no idea like i seriously don't know what to expect i mean honestly i'm kind of excited just for the like the complete mystery of the whole thing. Yeah, plus you've been wanting to make the beep boop what is love joke for 13 straight weeks for a while now, uh-huh. so, you know. I'm well, what is what is love, Al? Um I don't know. You tell me. I I I cannot define it. It is undefi- it is uh, mm-hmm. undefinable and uh it, no, no, no. I can't find the word. Mm-hmm. See, I can't even think of words to describe how I can't describe it. Yep. What is love? Baby, mm-hmm. don't hurt me. Yeah, I, well, me. what I was really doing was scrambling to think of those lyrics, and I, I could not. No more. Because what I found is a mental roadblock. It's like, do not think of Night of the Roxbury. Just don't even I think I mean, about you that. shouldn't, but... No. Uh... Chris Kattan's little goblin head <laughs> back and forth. No thanks. I'm good. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, so, speaking... I have nightmares mm-hmm. about Chris Kattan crawling out of my toilet. <laughs> that's a valid nightmare that's just like eh. like i think that that might almost be a phobia in the the dsm at this point uh-huh it's just like, like a ah. documented psychological thing because uh, look at the guy they crawls out and eats an apple messily Ugh. Ugh. yeah Ugh. well speaking of early yes. 2000s entertainment <laughs> i was gonna say so where's he going with this one I was trying to think, well, I mean, we're talking about the, roughly the same era. That is true. We know that guy from SNL from around this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's the only connection I could think of. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about Future Shock, Maggie? All right, so on a routine field trip to scenic Gotham City, Static helps Batman and Robin defeat Time Code. <laughs> oh, 
must be one of Virgil's villains. They have way more embarrassing names than Batman's rogues gallery. Anyway, it's a handy news report tells us that Timecode uh, has been using his time chair to send criminals into the future to hide. No discussion of how he got a time machine or where. You know what? Honestly, it's the DC Universe. You can probably pick up a time machine at every lo uh, every corner drugstore and the plutonium to power it. <laughs> anyway, the time machine sends Virgil into the future. The future Conan? Yes. All the way to the year 2000. Virgil finds himself in the Batcave. Boy, there sure are a lot of empty costumes with dates written next to them. I wonder what those could... Too late! Batman Beyond is here and they have to fight. So there's a bit of a scuffle and then old Bruce shows up to provide some exposition. Cobra is back because they didn't feature as much in Batman Beyond as we thought, but boy, do they get crammed into the few episodes that they are in like nerds in a phone booth. <laughs> the police have the Cobra commander, something he is still called, under arrest, but... <clears throat> but Cobra has... <gasps> Old Static, but but that's who I am, young Static sputters. And that's why we have to have you save them, says old Bruce. And also the Justice League is out of town and Gear is on the other side of the planet. Gear is still around? Static and I both shout at the TV. Okay, hang on a sec. Let me get this straight. Static and Gear are still around. And of those two, Static got kidnapped? God, my dis suspension of disbelief is right out the goddamn window. <laughs> anyway. Vir Virgil and Terry go head off to stake out somewhere or something. I don't know. I wasn't listening. I was still too shocked by the fact that Richie hadn't been killed in a big superhero crossover to show how high the stakes are like every other useless teenage superhero. Huh. Ugh, we lose more Titans that way. <laughs> anyway, the stakeout goes nowhere, and then Virgil and Terry fight some Jokers, whom Virgil refuses to take seriously. Virgil, you've met the actual Joker possibly before Terry has. You know how dangerous a clown in Gotham City can be. So eventually the Jokers are defeated when Static turns their own Jeep-sized falling anvil against them and then lures them into a hole painted into the side of a building. They are all then killed when a train comes out of it. So they check back in at the abandoned gas station of Solitude, and Virgil learns that Richie got really into Tron in the last 40 years. Is that better than his current bike helmet? No, no, it is worse somehow. <laughs> Meanwhile, Cobra Commander escapes police custody and heads to some flying platform that Gotham just has now. Maybe they use him to refuel all the, all the police blips? I don't know. Static and Batman head up there, and they fight Cobra for a while until Virgil releases old Static. They're together just long enough for Static to get some last advice from himself before he goes back to the present. Be excellent to each other. Oh, and also Robin gets kidnapped by the Joker and tortured for two weeks because, before he finally cracks and shoots the Joker in the chest, mentally scarring for that. No, never mind. He's gone. Oh well. <laughs> yeah. So this was uh, this was every bit as fun as the uh, as the premise uh, promised it would be. Yeah, like this was a just this. First of all. Like, if you had asked me, I never would have expected a Batman Beyond crossover. No. I don't know why, but, like, I just didn't see this coming. Well, I mean, this, you know, for the simple reason that this show doesn't exist in that in that time period. Like, mm -hmm. of course, time travel exists. We just did an episode about that last week. But yep. still, you know, it's a, it's a little... Honestly, I thought they should have gotten him to the future via the, the girl that they were dealing with in that episode. Yeah. Instead of inventing this other guy. Oh, are you talking about Time Code, the, uh, the character find of 2001? I don't I see, like, I mean, I, I usually count on you to know this, but, like, I just assumed that was some deep pull from, like, DC history. No, not that I'm aware of. Oh. Actually, hang on. Let me just look up Time Code here. Yeah, like, my, uh, my who's who issues are not easily at hand. So, Let me just uh, close this window that says Elon Musk's mom from a conversation we were having before the show. <laughs> Look, that whole family is insanely evil and and doing horrible, irreparable things. But uh, she's got an amazing aesthetic. That's all I'm saying. 
completely superficially, she she looks amazing. Yeah, only appearance this episode. Oh, okay. Time code. Well, that's uh, that's weird because mm-hmm. I feel like there are actual time traveling guys that they could use. Oh yeah. I mean, this is why I sort of assume it's one of Virgil's guys is just because. Oh it's yeah, like, terrible name. Yeah, terrible name. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- um, uh, the the Big Bang went off and gave me, uh, the power to send villains into the fu- future. I, so, you oh, know, what what don't you worry do? about it. Also, what? So what? You're gonna send them to Detroit to steal their blood? Yeah. <laughs> Time is not a place. Apparently, I We're love. Gonna- we're going to hide in the future. <laughs> the fucking newscaster is even just like, get this. Yeah. He's sending them into the future to hide. Also, none of that fucking matters. Like, I assumed he was going into the future. So it's like, oh, the penguin's hanging out here. Ah. But it's the the future is in the like you. You could also just fall asleep for a while and hide in the future. <laughs> it means nothing. <laughs> well, I could send you to the future to hide out or I could put you in a cave. Yeah. And like it, you well, could just rip Van Winkle it and get there the long yeah. way. <laughs> or you could Philip J. Fry it. You know, uh, like there's, there's plenty of ways to get to the future. Well, I don't want to be the penguin, but with a great big bushy beard. <laughs> Which is fan art I'd like to see now, by the way. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's ever drawn the penguin with a great big bushy beard. Oh, and, and of course the beard would serve as a nest to the <laughs> massive amount of birds that he keeps on him at all times. Oh, that sounds incredible. Like, why would he not have a, an easy way to carry the birds, like, on his person instead of, like, in cages around him? <laughs> I'll just keep them in my beard. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know Alan Moore's got two or three birds in there, right? Oh, yeah. I just uh. want everybody to know that I don't like superheroes. What? This is news! You know, I've really come around on that guy. Like, yeah. for a long time, I just... I, I like completely uh, religiously was devoted to everything mm-hmm. he said. And then I was like, okay, you know what? He's yeah. an angry old crank. But now the more I think about it, it's like, first of all, every time he says that, it's because someone said, hey, do you still hate superheroes? Yeah, like people call that guy twice a week to just go, hey, Alan. Yeah, can you say something shocking so we can get some clicks? Well, I am I'm working on a new novel or something, so I could definitely use yeah, people. Yeah, but what do you think about Batman? Yeah, but do you like Batman? Well, last time I said I, I, I've kind of moved beyond that, and uh, I still feel that way. Yeah, people are still mad at me and camping outside my house, which is a cave at the basement. Mm-hmm. But also, just, I mean, not to get too sidetracked here, but his whole thing about creator's rights and all that yeah. stuff. Like, I, I'm starting to think the, like, the industry is trying to paint him as this crank that no one should take seriously. Yeah, of course. When he's saying things that are fairly sensible yeah and have been like true since he started saying them in the 80s so like i said i've kind of come around like for yeah. a while i i was like okay enough but now i was like no oh, what else do you have to say mm-hmm. yeah uh anyway um but yeah not only did they do like an interesting uh crossover thing in terms yep. of like oh he gets to see old bruce also he's in a unique position mm-hmm. to jump from current bruce to old bruce and kind of compare and contrast the two I love, like, uh... Oh, you got mean. Yeah. I love te- uh, Terry's like, when you knew Bruce back in the day, what was he like? And Virgil goes, taller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, like, so you get the crossover. You get him yep. interacting with those characters. But also, he gets to see a glimpse of himself. Mm-hmm. He gets to see, oh, I do join the Justice League, just like uh, Batman and Superman and everybody said to me. Yep. And, and I also, rule. Also, I'm hot as hell. Oh, Yeah. He's like, got to be, I think I did the math. He's got to be like 55 or something. Yeah, because I think we're 40 years in the future. Mm. 
So yeah, if he's 15 or 16, yeah, that's right. Yeah. For some um, reason, I thought he had a big gray beard. Uh, he does in the JLU crossover. That must be what I'm thinking of. Okay. Which brings this guy back again. Um, and I must be further into that future or something. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking a lot about beards this week, apparently. It turns out I'm on the right podcast. Oh, well. I mean, you, you got any questions? Like, I, I've I've had one for, mm-hmm. you know, almost your entire life. So, yep, yep. Like, I, you know, happy to answer. No, I tried growing a beard for a while and then realized that I was a woman. I, You know, they have bearded ladies, though. Like, you could if you wanted to. I know that's not part of like you know what you're what it's you're not putting really together, the, and I appreciate like, that. Look, if that's your, if that's your deal, have a great time. It's just sort of not what I'm going for. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I get that. Um, but yeah, I loved. In fact, this is your good thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Just the the look of him. Oh yes, old man static fucking rules. Like great mm-hmm. design on that guy. Like it looks like a natural sort of progression from Virgil's already very good costume. Yeah, like he took my advice and was like, maybe I can ditch the coat. I look amazing without it. I think the coat is optional because remember mm. when he was in, um, I do not remember the country they were in, but when he was in Africa mm-hmm. and, uh, it, you know, it was very hot there. So yep. he, he just had the bare shoulders. Like, well, I, I ima- oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I imagine Gotham is also very chilly. It, maybe. I'm not sure. Also, we are 40 years like uh, further into uh, climate change. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I don't know, maybe in that fictional universe, somebody fixed it, but, you know. My assumption is that nobody's ever going to fix it. So. Now, the, the, those Gotham trademark red skies are because uh, California's been on fire for three years. Yeah, and California's like 2,000 miles away. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> yeah. But no, he looks great. And like I said, like I'm not usually a, uh, oh, that, that cartoon, that drawing is a, mm-hmm. is a hot person. But uh, I thought he was <laughs> kind of hot. Yep. So. Hello there. Mm-hmm. I also, also, once again, Phil Lamar mm-hmm. doing an amazing job playing the same character older and he sounded like a different guy but also yeah. the same guy and nothing like his green lantern or any I was, other character like just so good yeah i was gonna say like the fact that you're like like not just doing a new vo- like an old guy voice but not doing green lantern yeah but also he's doing like two-thirds of this voice is pitching it up so he sounds like a kid mm-hmm. and if you lose that is there any character left and it turns out if you're a good performer yes yep. there is so I just, I just continue to be impressed with him. Like, there's so many episodes we've been so underwhelmed by, mm-hmm. but the we like Virgil because he's so charming, and a yep. lot of that's in the performance. Mm-hmm. So I really like that. Well, and they also they tease him out for the right up to the end of the episode, and I actually really like that because like they know that's what we're here for. Well, right, and also we've seen like teaming up with your future self a million mm-hmm. times. Like this is a different way to do it. It's like no, you get to see him for a minute, but it's yeah. not about that. No, this is like, this is, you know, this is uh, Virgil and Batman again. Yeah. But, you know, this Batman. Yeah, new Batman. Yeah, which is great. Oh, excuse me, Neo-Batman. Mm, right, of course. Oh, excuse me, Batman of the future Batman. <laughs> Neo-Batman is going to EXP. Okay, we're not, we don't have time for that. Please, Neo-Batman is my father. Uh, <laughs> uh, my good thing. Yeah. We have done so many variations on the superhero team up. Like I, like I said, I think we've done five or six or seven, like mm-hmm. the, quite a lot of these, like, like something like two a season. Uh, and they still managed to find something they hadn't done yet. The classic misunderstanding when they fight first. Yeah. And like, usually that's the go-to default thing in comics. And I find mm-hmm. it a little tiresome to be yeah. honest, but this show's never done it. Cause everyone just automatically loves Virgil, but they it's new on this show and it felt fresh just because they hadn't done it before and and 
beyond that, the uh, Batman beyond that, mm-hmm. uh, the dynamic between the two of them was not like any of his other crossovers. Like, yeah. And even crossovers with characters they've invented, like a Nancy or Soul Power. Mm-hmm. Like, he always looks up to the old guys or, in the case of Soul Power, sort of rolls his eyes but eventually comes around. But here, it's like, you know what? You're as close to my equal as I've met. You are a teenager being mentored by Batman. Mm-hmm. We are the same. Yeah. Except you're real angry and I'm not. Mm-hmm. Are you and okay? I love that. Yeah. Like, it's he's just like, oh, this is the future. This is great. Look at this place. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just going to go over here where these clowns are and, uh, you know. Enough. Terry, a nice clown gave me some advice. I, oh, God. I I don't even know where to start with that one, Virg. And in, in Virgil's defense, uh, that's been Terry's reaction to everything. Uh-huh. At this point, he's like, uh, why not? Mm-hmm. Sure. But, I mean, this is, this is your bad thing. Yeah, well, like, I'm, and I mentioned this in my, my summary, but, like, Virgil, you fought the actual, jo- like, the actual real-life Joker. Yeah. Why are you trusting any Gotham-based clown? Yeah, the... <laughs> Gotham-based clown is a very good turn of phrase. But, yeah, he, like, the Joker at this point is a legend, Mm -hmm. like, that as far as anyone in the future knows, maybe Batman, you know, Batman fought, but that was it, and Batman Mm -hmm. may have been a myth. Yeah. So, like, the fact that he's personally even met the guy is extraordinary. Yeah. It's just like, hey, I beat up the Joker. You guys are nothing. Yeah. Exactly. Although also, I don't even brag about it. You probably yeah. didn't even, like old statics probably never brought it up because he's very humble. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. You know, <laughs> loser clown. No, I just like the I like the the dynamic. Like I said, mm-hmm. I like that Terry's like, oh, you did what? And then they got to go fight him. And uh, and the whole time virtual's like, this is fun. Mm-hmm. I can take these guys out easy. They're just street punks and I've got powers. Yeah. And also it's the future. So I don't care if these guys see me use my powers. Yeah, exactly. I've got no identity to preserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, that, uh, hey, that guy we've never met before has got electricity powers. Oh, does that mean static is really this boy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sure is. Maybe it's a Shazam thing. Oh, could be. <laughs> um, My bad thing. So they go to the, the gas station of solitude, which look, Again, I love as a joke. Mm-hmm. I would love if you and I had come up with that and called it that, but the fact that the show canonically calls it that kind of bugs me for some reason. <laughs> the abandoned gas station of solitude is less funny each time they say uh-huh. it. was very funny the first time, and each time it's just like, okay. Um, uh, they, they watch a hologram. Okay, the DC Wiki points this out, and they need to just shut up. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, Terry says... Uh, yeah, it's like a, it's like, what did you have back in the day? Answering machines? Mm-hmm. And they point out that, uh, well, actually, in Return of the Joker, there was an answering machine. Oh, shut up. Yeah, shut the fuck up. But it's a hologram of Richie saying, like, you know, hey, uh, this was, you know, I, I I don't even remember what it said now. Help Doesn't me, matter. static. It's, you're my only hope. Yeah. It, uh, it's something, uh, something lame because it's Richie. Mm-hmm. I do like the choice to make him... I don't want to say fat because that's like, I don't, like, I'm not trying to shame. Mm-hmm. It's just like that sort of soft middle-aged Ted Cord look. Yeah. Because he doesn't have physical powers. Like, no. Put, putting aside the fact that we can't stand the guy. Mm-hmm. And the we whole can't. thing is that he's logistics support, like yeah. engineering, like he makes stuff. He doesn't really, when he fights, it's usually machines that do it for him. Mm-hmm. He's got no reason to stay in peak physical form. I, I don't know. I kind of like that detail. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so they're trying to figure out when the message was made. And uh, the thing says Tuesday, and it gives a time. And he's like, 
that that was this morning. Like, Virgil, there's been a lot of Tuesdays since you left the president. How do you know that was today? <laughs> Just this Tuesday. How? Mm, okay. Uh-huh. Oh, we got Cobra back again. Oh, God, my favorite. Again. Was this... Now... I have face blindness and animation face blindness, yeah. especially okay. with a real generic ass looking guy like Cobra Commander. Well, I mean, they're they're meant to be interchangeable. Like, like yeah, they have different outfits for their ranks, but they're all snake guys. But like, was this the guy who was like friends with Terry at like the the martial arts place, and then he turned himself into a snake, and his big deal was he was going to turn all the world into snakes? I do not believe so. Okay. Uh, he has a different voice, but that doesn't always mean it's a different no. character. Because it is, uh, it is Lance Hendrickson, which is cool. yeah, it's Lance Hendrickson, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's a good grizzled voice. Like, yeah, we haven't gotten a lot of that thing that I used to praise uh, Andrea Romano for back when we were doing mm-hmm. uh, Batman. Because this show, I, every now and then, will bring in somebody cool, but it's mm-hmm. usually a celebrity. Like, yeah, but she used to just pick sort of cool sounding voices that just work for the roles. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Lance Henriksen's known for things, but yeah, I think he's also very good at a like. He's got authority, but he also feels like he's seen some shit, and mm-hmm. uh, like a good choice. I would definitely say that of like of all the actors, Lance Henriksen feels like he's seen some of the most shit. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's uh, TV's Millennium. Uh huh. Look, it's Millennium himself. Yep, the very same. Uh huh. Oh, we're a spinoff of the X Files, I think. But uh, not like the Lone Gunman, where they're guys who show up regularly and interact with uh, Mulder and Scully. I've, I was on it maybe once. Yeah, we did like the backdoor pilot thing, where it's like Mulder was like, wow, you're like the coolest guy I've ever met. Yeah, it's, follow it's, me over to Millennium. It's like, uh, oh, that's a very good Lance Henriksen, by the way. <laughs> it's not accurate, but it very encapsulates him very well. <laughs> He's like, hey, you ever you ever seen the, uh, the, the Zeta Project? It's like that. Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was he like the early Mike Ehrman Trout? I te- kind of actually. Uh, Mulder, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Most um, I'm looking for aliens every week. Uh, uh, I'm trying to stop the end of the world. I think. I, I think. I never watched Millennium. I don't know. <laughs> Meanwhile, ten-year-old Maggie's at home. Like, I don't think I will watch Millennium. Actually, <laughs> look, I'm devoted to the X Files, but uh, mm-hmm. this might be a little far. <laughs> You guys tried to get me with that weird-ass uh, computer game war show for, like, a season. I'm not falling for this crap again. Wait, which? Oh, God, I can't remember what it was called. It was some Chris Carter show from when I was a kid. Was it Freaky Links? No, it wasn't Freaky Links, but it was a lot like Freaky Links. Because I think you reminded me of the existence of that not too long ago. <laughs> Let's see, Chris Carter shows. I just like saying Freaky Links. Uh, Harsh Realm. Oh, Fuck yeah, it was Realms. Harsh Realm. Fucking realms. <laughs> oh boy. Um, let's see. Oh, I liked some of the stuff they did with the Jokers. Sure. Like the Joy Buzzer thing, which I think they already did with the Joker, they, but I still they liked. did, but it was still funny. Like, dude's like, I'm gonna electrocute you, and Shock's like, uh, Static's like, Oh really? Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> Is that cute. what you're gonna do to me? Yeah. Okay, sweetie. Uh, and the, as you mentioned in your summary, mm-hmm. they try to drop an anvil on them, which I think, like, like I, I want to make sure the listeners know that's not you. Like, you, you exaggerated after that. Oh, yeah. But the initial thing, the anvil, really did happen, and I love that. It, like, seriously, like, first of all, they show an anvil. I'm like, all right, because they're the Jokers. Like, I get it. You're doing, like, a goofy thing. And then I realized that the Joker, or the Joker, the anvil is, in fact, the size of a car. Yeah. 
Like, that's impressive. Yep. I can't get a regular-sized anvil now without a lot of work. Well, you're, you know, you're not a blacksmith. I mean, that's, that's true. I'm not a blacksmith. Mm-hmm. There's a few things I know about you, and that is one of them. Mm-hmm. That's the top one, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh... Maggie Robotham, not a blacksmith, other stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a recent addition in my notes. It's like the the ink is newer than the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. a woman. <laughs> is a woman, not a blacksmith woman. Mm-hmm. You are not Lady Smith Black Mombazo? I can I kind of lost the thread there. Yeah, I, I'm not sure where that was going, but I can confirm that it is true. Okay. Uh, what else about this episode? What else about this episode, Al? Uh, Let's oh, I see like here. the um, the retina scanner at the gas station. I like that like <laughs> uh, Virgil has to stand on tippy toe to yep. get to where his older self like uses the thing. Oh, yeah. He's That's about cute. to have a fuck of a growth spurt. Yeah. That's cute. Virgil in his 20s is going to wreck some shit. Like, oh, absolutely. Good lord. Well, I mean, he's already got the the arm definition. Like he's got he's got the frame to have yeah. like big muscles. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, I, the only thing, like, like, yeah, I said my bad thing, but honestly, this should have been my real bad thing. Mm-hmm. The effect of him traveling through time is the corniest, cheesiest fucking falling through. Like you might as well have the clocks. I was just by. gonna say it, that's the only thing it was missing. He's like. He can't control, like, he's falling, and mm-hmm. there's spirally bullshit around him, and it's, yep. it's, oh, it's so bad. That is what time travel looks like. I have proof. And the look of this show has been upgraded, gradually upgraded to the point where this just looked like an episode of Batman Beyond. Yeah. Like, they're they're there now. They're they're at the same mm-hmm. level. It's great. There is a weird part. I don't know if you noticed this or if it was just my weird brain. Like, there's a shot of, like, a no trespassing sign outside of somewhere they're breaking into that looks weirdly, like, computer uh, like early 2000s CGI. I didn't notice that, but that doesn't surprise me. Honestly, and I have no idea. Someone who knows animation might mm-hmm. be able to speak to this, but like that sounds like an interesting way to get around like different markets. If you have uh, signs printed in different languages. Oh, that is interesting. If you actually. do it CG, then you can say, okay, the English one looks like this. The, the French one looks like this and so on and so on. Oh shit. That's a good idea. Yeah. I have no idea if that's what they did. I just make, popped make into my sense head. to me though. A yeah. person who knows nothing about anything. No, I was just trying to think of why would they do that in CG? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't move. Like, well, that, it's not like a, you know, maybe that. I don't know. That was the thing. It was just like a pan by. I'm like, that is weird that it looks like that. I Also, the, I this was the era where they were kind of experimenting with mm-hmm. some CG elements, and it could just be a simple matter of, oh, well, let's put the sign in CG and see if it blends. Ooh, mm. it really doesn't. Nope. Yeah. That didn't stop them. Yep. I mean, we are we are loving uh, reviewing uh, the Brave and the Bold for our Patreon, but um, uh, the the vehicles. Oh boy, yeah. All just look like like watching Babylon Five, where they cut to an exterior shot of the station, and it's like, oh, this is like a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is where you live, huh? That that and that is in relation to you, who is in the inside of it, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. What else? One. Uh. I so the the cop in this. Uh-huh. That's supposed to be Dan Turpin's kid, right? Like I have no idea. They never say it, but it looks like him, and it sounds like someone doing an Ed, Ed Asner impression. Uh, Ed Asner wasn't uh, Turpin. Oh, wait, who was it? It was, um... it was somebody else. I don't know that it was anyone famous. <sighs> Hang on a sec. This I is think... a research episode. Yeah, absolutely. Dan I Turpin. Will just stall and talk voice. about something else where, you know, uh, uh, I look for that. and uh... Joseph Baloney. 
Yeah, no, it wasn't anyone like super well known. He had a good voice. Yeah, but, uh, but like but this, yeah. like old, le- this old looking cop with like white hair and sort of like stocky. Yeah, just sort of shows the big up. Big eyebrows. Like, ah, so we gotta stop uh, Cobra or whatever. I, I don't know. Yeah, this character has not appeared in Batman Beyond, as far as I no. know. No, it could have just been a little like I don't know. We got to make an old cop. Why not make a Turpin's kid? Yeah, but maybe not. Maybe it's just a coincidence. One thing Batman Beyond was good at was uh, character models. Like mm-hmm. They made yeah. very distinctive looking characters that fit into the Bruce Tim world. All right, what else? Uh, let's see. Ugh. This episode ends with Batman calling Richie to fix a time machine. Yeah, I didn't love that. I got nothing else other than me saying that and just going, ah! Yeah, well, I, there this this episode was mercifully Richie light. Mm-hmm. Like, when he got to the future, and it was like, well, gear is still a thing, and I did also yell at my TV, by the way. It wasn't, oh. it wasn't just you and Virgil. I just, the way Batman name drops him like he's important. Yeah, gear's on the other side of the world. Okay, a couple of things. First of all, gear's still around. Secondly, gear's still calling himself gear. Third, uh, Batman respects him enough to just say that without any kind of derisive. And this is old Batman. Who yeah. Doesn't pull his punches. You know, he's just a dick about everything. My best friend, Gear. Uh huh. Well, he fixed a time machine for me once. Well, you'll 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 see. Yeah. No, I don't. I like. Okay, in the world that this show exists in, you want the audience to care about Gear, and what better way to get them to care about a character than for Batman to respect him? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's re- earned in no. any way, but I, I get where they're coming from. But when Virgil shows up and they're like, yeah, Gear's not around. I was like, okay, well, Gear's still around. That sucks. But he's not here, which means yeah. Richie's not in this episode. That's great. He's on and the then... other side of the world, as far away as he could possibly be. Mm-hmm. And then um, he shows up for 30 seconds at the end. It's like, okay, I don't love that either. But mm-hmm. also, he he wasn't like this was the story of Virgil and Terry. Yeah. It had almost nothing to do with Richie, and I'm glad. Like, they usually move Richie to the side in the crossover episodes because mm-hmm. there's just not room for him. Yeah, no one wants to see him. Well, I mean, that is true, but I'm uh, objectively, I think it's just hard to tell a story, you know, of Virgil meeting someone else if his friend is also mm-hmm. there. You know, it's easier to just move him somewhere else. Ugh. So, all right. I think we should move on, unless you have anything else. Uh, no, let's head into Shebang. Uh, no, let's hear your quote first. Oh, yeah, let's hear my quote. This Which is, is my an quote. excellent quote. This is, might have been what might have been what I would have picked. Yeah. You know this kid? He says his name's Beyonce. Yeah, I loved that. Good episode, but fuck, that ruled. Yep. I liked uh, uh, Virgil uh, says it as Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Because she was relatively new at that point, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, as a solo artist. I know she was was in a, another group before that. Yeah, but, but um, uh, she does write the name with an with an accent over the e. So maybe if he hadn't heard it, he's like, mm-hmm. "Well, yeah, that's how you say it, right? That's yeah. how it's written." He says his name is Beyonce. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm I'm sure I've referenced this a bunch, but it's like uh, I saw a Bob Hope special when I was a kid, and he was reading off a cue card, and he referred to Bon Jovi as Bon Jovi. <laughs> Because he'd never seen it before, and it looked French to him, and I've he's an ever, old man. I've only ever seen it written down. Uh-huh. Uh. Also, he's Bob Hope. Yep. Ugh. All right. Yeah. Let's let's do... Uh, sorry, say it again. I like I like hearing you say it. She back. Thank you. Virgil and Richie are visiting their local comic book shop, catching up on, among other things, the adventures of a hero called Particle Man. What's he like? It's not important. Particle Man. <laughs> Behind the counter at said shop is a vaguely familiar young lady named Madeline. 
Wait, says Virgil, consulting the DC wiki. Which one is Madeline? Oh, right, she's the bang baby who got incredibly strong mind control powers and used them to rig an election for class president. Among Virgil's lesser known powers is his ability to say the phrase bang baby with a straight face, which is why I didn't read that in my usual derisive tone. Uh, Madeline's apparently recovered from the impromptu lobotomy that Static gave her in that previous episode, but now she has telekinetic powers, for some reason. Finally, she exclaims, now I can do what I always wanted to do, except... She quickly consults the DC wiki for an important detail. Okay, good, she says, and presents herself to the Metabreed. I have come to declare myself your leader, she says, as long as Shiv still isn't in the group anymore. Uh, he's not, says Ebon. I edited that wiki page myself, but I don't think this gang is interested in following a woman who's much smaller than the rest of us. Doesn't Puff usually fill in for you when you're in prison? Madeline retorts, and Ebon is forced to concede the point. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Shebang is indeed Shibak, as promised by the title, and, uh, well... Remember at the end of her last appearance when Virgil heavily implied that she was a welcome member of the team? If you do remember that, your memory is officially better than Virgil's or Richie's because now they somehow inexplicably do not want welcome her to the team. At all. They adopted extremely uncharacteristic bros before hoes policy, which you might think I'm exaggerating, but I can assure you I'm not. In fact, my quote supports the idea that I'm actually underselling the idea. Uh, let, let me just uh, play that here. Uh, bad enough Shebang keeps butting in when we're on patrol, but Shanice won't let us alone either. You're telling me. She was so busy describing the new curtains for the gas station, she followed me right into the boys' restroom. She thought that could use new curtains, too. Yeah, girls, am I right? No, I am not, and neither are these guys. Shanice nevertheless leaves the team, is promptly taken hostage, and then more or less rescues herself. Then Virgil and Richie show up and fight the bad guys. Richie faces off against that sinister sausage-flinging fiend himself, Hot Cops, and honestly, I think we might have found an even match for old Gear. Oh, wait, no, he's fleeing in comedic terror as a fireball is flung his way. Once the bad guys are summarily defeated, Virgil apologizes for being a jerk and assures Shanice that she's definitely a welcome member of the team. Thankfully, one of Shanice's lesser-known powers is pattern recognition, and she bails on these two idiots for the remaining 11 episodes of their series. Good for you, Shanice. So let's get right into this. Yes. Uh, I mentioned this before, but uh, Shebang is a great addition to this show, and yeah. we will never see her ever again. No, and the way they treat her here is, is so terrible. It's it's just gross. Well, like, the theme of this episode seems to be, don't you hate it when bitches be coming into your superhero team? Well, my my good thing and my bad thing kind of kind of address this, and they yeah. kind of go together. So let me just let me just get into that. I love that uh, Shebang and Madeline are basically the same kind of person. Mm -hmm. They're both super little tryhards. Like uh, Amanda said, they're both basically Amy Santiago. Yes, absolutely. One as a superhero, two as a supervillain. Like just real, like uh, uh, overachieving. You know, energetic little like a little too energetic at times. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes alienate people because they're just so bubbly and and, and excited about the thing they're into. And uh, you, you know, I I enjoy that. Yeah, uh, they're like the, the same character who followed different paths. And in a better episode, they would have really underscored that. Uh, but I hate that they decided that Shanice's overachieving is annoying. Mm -hmm. I don't mind her bickering with Virgil. In fact, I've kind of liked that in her other appearances. Like it's yeah. almost sort of like romantic tension. Like like I thought they they've not given Virgil a girlfriend yet. Like no, they like, haven't actually. He hangs out with Daisy, but they've never kissed or held hands or anything. Yeah, and it's weird because he's a teenager in high school. The first episode showed him having a crush on someone, mm -hmm. so he's into it. But they've never done anything. with Yeah, that. that's weird. Now that you mention it, like it felt like they were sort of playing up uh, Frida and then Daisy, and then just like both of them became friends with each other and just sort of like ignore him. <laughs> 
which I hmm. maybe there are a couple who knows. Yeah, why not? Yeah, but the thing like it's not that Virgil is too young to think about girls. Mm-hmm. It's not that he's gay or ace, as far as I can tell. Like he's he's interested in girls and would be interested in dating them, but he just never has. Yeah, and it's weird because. He's a nice kid. He's likable. He's, mm-hmm. He seems to be attractive. Like, I, I don't know. Anyway, but I kind of thought that Shanice was going to be that. Yeah. And so the fact that he's always sort of bickering with her in that romantic comedy way, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, I see what they're going for here. But th- the show's point of view is that Virgil and Richie are right, that she's being annoying, that she's trying too hard. That And uh, uh, sh- the whole thing about being shebang was she had to hide her abilities. Yeah. As a superhero, she doesn't anymore. And- when what she says, I'm back now because I she back now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I back is that how she was? I don't know. She, um, I she hang on. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, it doesn't. The transitive property doesn't really work on no. Me. Um, but what she says is like my parents don't have to be in hiding anymore. They they captured all the guys who were after me, mm-hmm. so I don't have to hide my abilities anymore. I don't have to pretend. I can be my real self, and her real self is a lot. But yeah, the show seems to be saying. Oh, aren't people who care too much annoying? And it's like, come on, man. She's she's really good at this, and mm-hmm. she's proven herself, and you guys don't want her on the team because she's bitching the place up? Well, and, like, the bit where, like, Daisy's just like, uh, we would prefer if you didn't hang out with us anymore. You're annoying. It's yeah. just devastating. Like, ignoring all the superhero stuff, like, yeah. this is a girl no, who's the been in- part of it, yeah. This is a girl who's been in witness protection for, like, a year. She's just excited to be back with people, you know? Yeah. It's just, Like, the idea that she's just like, oh, man, I'm going to go back to Dakota. I'm going to see my friends. I've got all this stuff. To, like, my life is finally open yeah, again. I, I, to, can... I don't have to hide who I am anymore. Yeah. I can be me. And, and oh, just, turns oh, out you... me is not liked. Yeah, like, I guess you guys fucking hate me. I've only been here for, oh, let's see, 10 seconds, but I guess I just suck. And it's that's awful. This is a thing that uh, TV in particular, movies and books and everything have done it too. But I notice it in TV, mm. particularly children's oriented TV, but not just that, where they talk a big talk about everybody's different and unique and everybody's like an individual and, mm-hmm. and you should be yourself. You should like be true to yourself and all that stuff. But then when there's someone who's a little off, like little, uh, you know, away from the norm. Oh, yeah. Ostracizes them. And that's normal. Yeah. Like, come on, man. You should be yourself. No, not not like that. Yeah, no. Well, hey, I mean yourself, but not, <laughs> yes, but, be but a different. Self. A, yeah, no, we don't. We don't like yourself, actually. Yeah, it's it's such a bad. It, we talked about this when we covered Star Trek, mm-hmm. and there would always be the one character who didn't like fun. Yeah, and the show was always like Seven of Nine. You have to like parties. Mm-hmm. Like fuck you. Yeah, seriously. And like... uh, okay, yeah, I'm the guy who doesn't like parties, and I like sympathize with that. But mm-hmm. seriously, if you if you're trying to embrace the uniqueness of each person, mm-hmm. you can't then say, yeah, but don't be annoying. Yeah. It's, uh, I hated it. Yeah. No, but you have to, have, you have to have fun. Like we have fun. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. And okay. You, it's good that you're excited, but could you keep it to yourself? Yeah. No. What a Fuck terrible, you. but accurate message to give children. Yeah, it really is. Uh-huh. You you can be yourself as long as you also conform. Yeah, seriously, that's that's the important thing, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. plus, like this show is for nerds. Like, mm-hmm. I think honestly, more than a lot of the other ones. Oh, definitely. Like, because this show has at the center of it 
a high school kid who loves comic books and is mm. excited he has powers because now he gets to be a superhero like all the superheroes he loves. Well, yeah, this was, I think, like, I, this feels like it was just before the sort of big, like, nerd yeah. population. Explosion of, yeah. Uh, yes, thank you, yeah. Yep. No, I, I think you're right. Um, And so it's particularly weird to send that message to your core audience. Yeah. To say, well, don't really be yourself. Don't be too enthusiastic about the things you love. Ugh. That's kind of our thing, man. Well, and the amount of, like, you mentioned this too, but the amount of just, uh girls. Yeah. Is so fucking, ugh. And one of, I, th- I think you found something about this. I can't remember where this came from. Mm. Uh, maybe maybe you remember. Um, The idea that, okay, so Richie in the comics is gay. Yes. And on the show, they wanted to make him gay, but the, the, the network wouldn't let them. Yeah. And, okay, I get that. I hate it, but I get it. It's the mm-hmm. early 2000s. You already... I hate this a lot. I hate these words that are about to come out of my mouth. I'm saying that first. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they made a show about a black superhero was already going out on a limb. You, you're right. You are absolutely right. You I know, I fucking hate that. That's true, but it is absolutely I, true. I can absolutely see a that chance. they didn't want to rock the boat too much more. Is my, you know, we like, we have already got so many black people in this show. Like we. Yeah. We're not having this, girls, too. I, What's yeah. wrong with you? And I said this last week. This show thrives when it's pretty much just about his unique cultural perspective, when mm-hmm. he meets other black heroes that he looks up to who are, like, you know, that dude, like, uh, Soul Power was, like, based in, you know, rooted in black culture of mm-hmm. the 60s. And uh, uh, Anansi is rooted in specific African, like, culture stuff. Like, yeah. And, and that's when the show's great. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, the network's like, okay, there's already a lot of black people. I also have a gay person. Yeah, like, we, look, you're lucky we gave you a show with a black character, like a black main character at all, okay? Like, (sighs) I don't want to say we're heroes or anything, but we're pretty much heroes. Like, we're not Mm -hmm. also going to, like, we are not going to make this show even more unpopular by putting a gay guy in it. Yeah, so I get that, but then... Like I say, I think you you found this someplace that they were trying to sort of uh, make Richie. I don't know. He got a little too jealous when Virgil met girls. I think like, that sort of happened at the beginning, and now it's just, like it's just gone now. But like, I don't know. That, I I don't think it is though. I think the sort of like this the um the self loathing like the the internalized misogyny, mm. or it, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, just like the the and the toxic masculinity like. You could interpret that as like he's he's overcorrecting, he's overcompensating. Mm-hmm. I and I wouldn't read it that way just watching it, but the fact that the creators have said that mm-hmm. makes me look for it. So the fact that Richie's ew a girl, we don't mm-hmm. want girls, right? Like it's just you know, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I still hate it. Regardless, yeah, it's, it's it's terrible, just, and it, also it's so out of character for Virgil. Oh yeah, he's not like that. No. The only the only girl he treats that way is his sister, and that's because it's his sister. Yeah, exactly. When they grow up, it'll be fine, I'm sure. I just like, ugh. Yeah. No, I was hoping I hate... for a lot from this episode, and just ugh. I hate. Yeah, this episode had a lot of potential. Yeah, it really did. I liked Madeline coming back. She's a fucking weirdo. Madeline fucking rules. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's this talk about this. Good I mean, you, thing. your good thing is part of that, but you know, overall, she does too. Okay, so Madeline's new costume fucking is 
awesome. It's mm-hmm. like a weird, like patchy. Th- it, she kind of looks like uh, uh, Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas. That is exactly what uh, Tilo and Amanda said. Yeah, I, I have seen that once and didn't remember. But they I, I do like not that. care for that movie. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, th- that's sort that's the first thing I thought when that design showed up. And first of all, there's no reason for that whatsoever. She doesn't. Uh, she doesn't like say oh, I have like a patchwork costume for this reason, or like she doesn't even have a superhero or a super. Yeah, no. Name. I in fact, when I was writing my summary, I went to the wiki to say okay what was madeline's villain name because i'm just writing madeline and i didn't she have a name and it turns out she didn't no she's just madeline she's just like i want to wear this and like the way she uses her powers look really cool too like oh yeah i saw a bunch of stuff in your notes like calling out some weird animation things with her the first time she shows up she does like a ballet twirl into the prison like she sort Mm -hmm. of floats in like that there's a way she flies where she just is straight arrowed like mm-hmm. no arms out or anything, just whoosh, it yep. rules. It's like it's such a cool take on just you know flying into tel- uh, telekinesis, which is one of the most generic superpowers you can have. You know, no, they definitely made it unique to her character, mm. and the fact that it's all very girly in a very specific way. Yes, not in a like pretty pink princesses way, but in a, in a very specific way that you probably know better than I. Like what mm-hmm. what this whole aesthetic is. You know what I it's mean? It's kind of like, it's it's. It's definitely a type of goth. Yeah, but it's it's still colorful. Mm-hmm. But it's still got some of that same sensibility to it. Yeah, it's like I, this is not the type of goth I personally go for, but uh, mm-hmm. this is a this it's a good subset of goth. Yeah. No, I saw a Tumblr post recently that broke down the specific kinds, and now I wish I like mm-hmm. remembered that because yeah. I think it's I think it's one of those. But I need to but find she's that. Got it like a, useful. She's got like a beret in her hair. Like yep. she looks she looks like a young teen girl, and she acts like a young teen girl, but she's got crazy scary powers Mm -hmm. and that makes her much more interesting yes but then they don't do anything with it they kind of don't do anything with her the conflict is uh you can't run my gang you're a child yeah and i didn't get the impression at least from the bad guys that the problem was that she was a girl Mm -hmm. the problem is that she's a child who's never done this before well and i also really like that talon's just like fuck this chick rules yeah and, like, uh, you know, Hot Bucket's just like, yeah, whatever. Uh-huh, I don't, I don't give a shit. Whatever. No. Ebon's the only one who has a problem with it. And honestly, Ebon may have a problem with Puff, too. I don't know. We've never yeah. seen that. But, like, she usually takes over when he's not around. So the, I, we've touched on this before, but the Metabreed is basically just, like, that's just the name of all of uh, Virgil's villains, basically. I know. I think it's just whoever happens to be around. Like, it's kind of a rotating thing. It's just, like... All of these guys just sort of know each other from the same like prison that they keep ending up at, and just like, yeah, I guess you can be in the meta breed too. What do I care? Ebon, mm-hmm. we're heading out. You're gonna be in jail for a while. Cool. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, you'll be in know, charge till I get back. Okay. I don't. I don't hate that. Honestly, I don't hate. Like, I'm sure comics have that too. Like, mm-hmm. like super groups that have yeah. like uh, rotating members. I mean, honestly, the Justice League does that. Yeah, that's true. So why not? It's but just also that the, the the being in the meta breed automatically makes you kind of pathetic. Uh, I don't know. Ebon's still pretty cool. Yeah, but he's like the best one. Everyone else is just kind of. Eh. Ebon hasn't been undignified in. A, I don't know. Uh, Talon's okay. Talon's okay, but they never do it. Like she's only ever in a support role. Like she's never had like a Talon episode. Oh, she's you there know? for she's there for visual. Like yeah. Oh, and we want to we want the bird one because she looks cool. Yeah, like I'm sure they could do something interesting with the character. They just sort of haven't yet. You know. Yeah, I have no idea. Why. I could not name one thing about her beyond her abilities. Exactly. I don't know what she's like at all. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Shiv's 
nowhere to be found, as I mentioned in my summary, though. Pleased mm-hmm. about that. Like, I don't, I don't love like um, Hot Face at all, mm-hmm. but I do enjoy. Hit, like I enjoy hating him. It's well, fun. It's where Shiv just makes me angry. Yeah, he's delightfully stupid. Yeah, like like he is stupid, but also everything about him is also stupid. It's like, the, but like with um, oh god, I'm running out of the uh, hot cha. There, uh-huh. I'll do a, I'll do a. Uh, uh, they might be giants reference too. Hot cha, hot cha. Where are you? Um, he's uh, like he's stupid. Like he's. Dumb by design. Yeah. It's almost like that Rudy thing, mm-hmm. or actually the Madeline thing, where he's actually got uh, potentially scary powers, but he's got such so little ambition. Yeah. That they're not actually scary. He's just like, he's just like some dipshit who fucking, like, is still in high school, or at least st- should, should still be in high school. I think he's a dropout yeah, at this point. Yeah. We don't see him at the school anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, he came back once and instantly set the place on fire. Yeah, and, hmm, who could have done this? Uh-huh. But, whereas Shiv, I think they were doing that thing they do with Richie, mm-hmm. like they do with The Flash, where it's like, this is the comic relief, isn't he hilarious? And, no, he's not. No, he's very irritating. Yeah. So, yeah, I would I would much prefer this lineup to, uh, to Shiv being around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, there's, there was a lot of potential in this that they never really lived up to. Yeah. Disappointing. Like Shanice being back was interesting, and Madeline was interesting. Um, I I also wanted to say about her costume, the color palette mm-hmm. is exactly Ms. Marvel's color palette. Is that right? It's like the it's like the sort of pale blue and the yellow and the red. Mm-hmm. It like it's a different design, but it's the same colors. And it's like you pointed out, I think last week that Soul, I think it was Soul Power, yes. had the same sort of logo. And I wonder if whoever created like the visual, the, the look of uh. Ms. Marvel just sort of liberally cribbed from this show. Well, I know that the the lightning bolt, like, I'm pretty sure that was from Ms. Marvel's costume back in, like, the 70s or whatever. Oh, like when the it was, old, uh, like Carol the old, Danvers, uh, yeah. yeah, the Carol, uh, Ms. Right. Marvel. No, I'm talking about uh, Kamala. Yeah. But the, um, yeah, the design. Yep. That's interesting. I'm, I'm like, I know uh, G. Willow Wilson came up with the character, and I think whoever the artist she was working with at the time probably... I... Designer costume. Designer of Ms. Marvel. I know Jamie McKelvey did the Captain Marvel redesign. Mm. I mean, I'm, I don't know if she... Sh- no, because didn't she show up first in, like, Inhumans or something like that? Like, wasn't it the dumb terror? No, she wasn't Inhuman. She, I think she first showed up in just her book. Oh, okay. But she wasn't Inhuman because Marvel really, really wanted that to yeah, be a thing. Yeah, I know. I know. No, I remember, I remember reading her book, but I didn't read any of the other stuff, yeah. so I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, they they did that thing where uh, Virgil and Richie are talking about. Uh, uh, hey, I don't, I didn't find it believable in this comic that someone's powers were this and now they're this. Mm-hmm. And then five seconds later, uh, Madeline discovers that her powers have now changed. Like, mm-hmm. I fucking hate when they do. Yeah, that. that's that's dumb. Like, before I knew what this episode was about, I'm like, oh, there may, uh, this must have been right around when we had like Blue Superman or something. It's not. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah, actually, no, but it, it might have been. I don't know. I will say the comic shop in this looks more accurately like a comic shop than it does in, I don't know, The Simpsons or like mm-hmm. any other show that I'd seen around this time. The, the staff is more accurate, too. I, too, have uh, looked out a window at the people who just bought comics from me and went, I hate them all. Uh-huh. Uh, What else? Oh, I, uh... I, I really liked, near the end, uh, Madeline's... Uh, or sorry, uh, uh, Shanice is mm-hmm. uh, 
being held hostage by the metabreed and she immediately sees oh ebon's got a problem with madeline i can i can turn this around and she did that you know it's a very cliche thing yeah like to to say hey she said something bad about you or whatever but she does a really good job of it like I just like that she finds the weakness and immediately applies a wedge, like, right there. Well, and, like, the way that it's not obvious, too. Like... Yeah. Like, she... Like, it's... it. She doesn't sound like she's trying to get on his side or anything. She sounds like she's just like, ugh, you're an idiot who has to follow this little girl's orders. Like... He's like, yeah, I am following this little girl's order. You're you're wrong about the idiot thing. I'm not an idiot, though. Mm-hmm. I'm cool. I'm Ebon. Listen to my voice. Mm-hmm. It's deep and gravelly and cool. You like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Just the part where I have the note, uh, oh good, Richie and his rope are here. <laughs> his rope named presumably Rope? Yep. Uh, I had forgotten about the backpack named Backpack. <laughs> I think that's why I get so mad about it, is because I put it out of my mind and then they remind me about it again. That's weird because it feels like you're just mad about it all the time. No, I get re-mad about it because I don't think about it for, like, Richie wasn't in the last one pretty much. And, you know, we uh, recorded, like, you know, we uh, did some scheduling stuff where we recorded mm-hmm. a couple episodes in the same week. So it's been, you know, it's been probably two weeks since I thought about the backpack that name backpack. That is true. I just, I just picture you, like, in your office, like, alone or whatever, mm-hmm. and just suddenly just going, ah, his name's backpack! I mean, I, that does happen occasionally. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> it's the least imaginative thing. And the show, for all its... Uh, you know, various flaws, is pretty imaginative. What shall my superhero name be? Well, I've got a lot of gear. Like, that's not great. That's sort of the middle of the pack, like, 90s superhero name, though. Like, Mm -hmm. like all the superheroes they, like, designed for the first time in the 90s had some pretty bad names. Oh, totally. And I don't think it's more terrible than a lot of those guys. And this robotic backpack I've designed. Let's see. Well, I can't call it robot. That's too on the nose. Mm-hmm. Backpack. Ah. ah, my work here is done. Mm-hmm. Time to go make shitty jokes until someone hits me. <laughs> I will say, I mentioned briefly in my summary that him him uh, uh, fighting uh, Hot Man was like... Um, uh, evenly matched, but there was a point where he shoots a fireball at him, and Richie like goes, ah! like, <laughs> like he's ready to fight, and then standing his ground, and he's like, wait a minute, there's fire. I, ah, oh and no! It was <laughs> genuinely funny. Like Richie got a laugh yep. out of me. Like yeah, it was the dumb cowardly. He's you know he thinks he's brave, but he isn't thing. But I, I don't know, it made me laugh anyway. Oh right, this guy shoots fire. Yeah, shit. Virgil. <laughs> It might have been decent voice acting is what it was, mm-hmm. or good animation, or both. I don't know. But well, the, ple- his voice actor is talented. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with him. He was yeah. he did the voice of young Clark in the uh, 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 Smallville episode of uh, Superman. Oh, yeah. Like, he's a, he's a decent voice actor. Mm-hmm. But the character's just, just garbage. Yeah, just Absolute garbage. Just, uh, a lot of nothing. Yeah. All right. I think that's about all that I that's have. That's everything I got. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're barreling into the final season here. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week, we will be covering, let's see. A different episode. Out of Africa, which I can only assume uh, features the return of Anansi. I hope, I hope so. Yeah, I, I would assume that's him coming to, to Dakota. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Fallen Hero, which, no idea. Yeah. But uh, and, and it looks like uh, possibly our friend Irish Gav will be joining us. So ah, very nice. I haven't, I haven't talked to that guy forever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, let's see. The website, as ever, kidslovebatman.com. I mentioned our Patreon earlier. It's patreon.com slash Algar. We are mm-hmm. reviewing episodes of uh, The Brave and the Bold. And, and it's uh, great. Yeah, we just put up a new one, and uh, we're, we're very excited to be doing that. Yeah. Um, and you can donate whatever you like. Any any pledge whatsoever gets mm-hmm. you all the content. Access so, to uh, everything. Yeah, just a buck. Just a shit ton of content. If you if you got more to give, that's great, but a yeah. buck is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. We are on Twitter. I'm at Algar. I'm at, at Maggie Robots. And that's all for this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see you, folks. Twala, she back. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2022, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.